0: Welcome to the Rams post-game show here on House of Horns. My name is Victor Corona, a.k.a. Vic, the producer. And joining me live from SoFi Stadium is Gilbert Manzano, who does it for the Daily Daily News, the OC Register. Gilbert, how was that locker room tonight?
1: Uh, It was a quiet locker room, as you expect, for for a team that that lost, what, eight consecutive regular season games to the rival 49ers. Uh, It's a lot of soul-searching. Uh, finding answers, figuring out what's going on, because, Victor, that first half was really well executed by the the Rams' offense, defense, offensive line. Maybe I jinxed him, Victor. I don't know, but the offensive line did not allow a sack nor a quarterback hit in the first half. I tweeted that out. People got excited. In the second half, it just went downhill, and I just saw a tweet or a quote from uh, Nick Bosa saying, it felt like the Rams gave up in that third quarter And when they went down 10 points in the fourth quarter, I I started writing my story. This this offense has shown me time and time again, they cannot play fast. They cannot make double-digit deficits uh, or or make up for it. And so far, you know, I'll I'll say this, Victor, because I'm seeing the comments here. Uh, The Rams offense is just as slow as I am with writing my stories. People are waiting for this post-game show, and I'm here very late. Uh, So I'll just end with that on my first takeaway because we got a comment right there.
0: From Daniel Calderon. Um, So there you go. Uh, He he answered your question there, Daniel. Um, Yeah, man. And just getting back to, to the Rams here and their struggles against the 49ers. I know the fan base is really, really, you know, tired of having to listen and hear from 49er fans, you know, take over the stadium we saw again it was between 50 to 60 percent I saw a tweet from somebody saying how many tickets were bought from 49er fans and so I'm sure even having lost another one against uh the 49ers is not something good for the and I get their frustration tonight and these they serve to be frustrated especially as you talked about from that first half uh, Matthew Stafford was great he was 17 of 21 for 150 yards two touchdowns one passing one running the offense looked amazing and then something happened in the second half we're still trying to figure out what happened why can this offense put it together for two halves so for you what was your your uh, oh there you go as McVay has peaked though
1: <laughs> yeah you know that that's a the, the weird thing Victor because you know, they won the NFC Championship game. That's the one that mattered the most in this rivalry. Like, they get the point at the ring finger. They got the bling. But then I think the mind games are starting to creep in for, for this rivalry here because, you know, eight straight in a row is, is a lot of games to lose in the, you know, against a rival. And then the, the weird thing is, like, they did not have Debo Samuel, no, no Kyle Juszczyk, uh Eric Armstead. And it kind of felt like a one-man show with Christian McCaffrey, at least offensively. And that was enough. Remember when in the Panthers game, Christian McCaffrey was a one-man show. That wasn't enough. Now you got coaching coaching with Kyle Shanahan and, and that scheme that he has. He's throwing a, a pass out there. So uh, I get why people are frustrated. And, you know, the big story, I think the big one is um, not about the rivalry, I feel like. It's like, what does this Rams team do at the trade deadline, which is Tuesday? Is this team a player away from turning around? Are they a, a Brian Burns away? Brandon Cooks away uh Alvin Kamara from the Saints is on, on the on the trading block like are they are they able to do that and one telling uh quote from McVay was I think uh Bill Plasky from the LA Times asked McVeigh, are you going to trade for a running back and he's like it's not just a running back there's more to it and I think that was an honest answer because you know the offensive line protected Stafford in terms of uh, for passing but the run blocking wasn't there it wasn't it wasn't there was no lanes there then we had Ronnie Rivers, you know, no disrespect to Ronnie Rivers being your starter, but he's from the, from the practice squad. That's not going to get you anything done. And then uh, Van Jefferson came back, you know, no targets, no nothing there. So it was the same old problems, Victor, and this is what we talked about in the previous show. Yeah, they did something with the Panthers, but you got show to it, show it against the 49ers, and we couldn't trust this team. And so far, they showed us their true colors again.
0: Yeah, and you let me right into my next point was was uh, about our keys. And you talked about the cornerbacks, the young cornerbacks of the Rams going up against the offense, and Debo wasn't there. So they weren't the problem today. And then I talked about the running game, establishing the run, which they tried to do in the first half. And for some reason, they abandoned it in the second half. Uh, they go on a three and out in the, to start the second half, and then – the 49ers just steamrolled them for 21 points there in the second half. It just it, it just got bad really quick. And coming off the bye, you had the advantage. You you this was the time for you to take advantage of the 49ers who were coming in, you know, wounded. And you just you didn't do that. At least you did in the first half, but for some reason, McVay got in his head again. And in the second half, we saw the same thing again against Shanahan.
1: And, Vic, going off of that, I'm going to answer this question at the same time, uh, you know, from Big Stepper Nolan here. Everything offensively in the first half was abandoned for whatever reason. And it's hard to pinpoint why, but but, but I'll say this, uh, Victor, after that forced fumble from, from Jalen Ramsey, and I want to say Taylor Rapp was part of it too on McCaffrey, they couldn't pick it up. That's when everything seemed to change because remember Jalen also had the drop interception. Like they, were, they felt like they were a takeaway away from you know winning this game like it was 14 10 you know they get on the touchdown they're looking okay but they couldn't come up on that force fumble and, and you know what happens after victor they got four first downs i think on three consecutive plays they got first downs first down to move the chains and then on that jimmy g uh touchdown pass to uh McCaffrey, he had all day he was looking 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 and they look at the right corner and here here we we see McCaffrey with the Jumpman logo and getting the touchdown so I think it was more of a mental thing to kind of answer this question uh, for Nolan here. Like, once they jumped to that, to that lead, then you go to the other side of the ball. Uh, Stafford uh, finally took his first sack. There were three and out. Like, it just became like, uh oh, here are the real Rams of 2022. What happened to that first quarter? So I think it became, I'm uh, sorry, the first half. I think it was more of a mental thing. Like, it felt like, uh oh, are we not the team that we showed in the first half? Are we more of the first six games of the year? So I think it was more of a mental aspect in terms of what happened in the second half.
0: Yeah, and I mean he Stafford goes five of twelve for thirty seven yards after that first half that he had. I mean he had a really good half, and then on on defense as you talked about, McCaffrey just took over. He had the hat trick. He was the third running back uh, since nineteen seventy to pass for a touchdown, rush for one, and catch one, and then he accounted for one hundred and eighty three all purpose yards, which was almost fifty percent of the uh, Niners' offense. I mean. It was just a total takeover for McCaffrey. And this is why they, you know, people wanted them to trade for him because even if you have a bad offensive line, he covers for a lot of deficiencies, as you saw, because the 49ers offensive line isn't great outside of Trent Williams. So there that's that's why you trade for someone like him.
1: Yeah, like the only the, the only positive is on the defensive side of the ball for the Rams. I don't really like to focus on the offense, but like you know, Leonard Floyd finally had a breakout game, you know, at the two sacks, you know, a few quarterback hits. But other than that, you know, I, I didn't really feel impact from Aaron Donald. I know Aaron Donald's dealing with triple coverage or triple blocking every single rep, but you didn't really, you know, feel it out there for him for his presence. Uh, you know, other guys got to step up too. So, uh, you know, it, it's tough because with, with Kyle Shanahan and, and the the system that he runs and the mind games that he play on McVeigh and, and McVeigh kept saying, like, I don't want to hear about the history. It's not about the history. It's about the second half. I think it's a whole mental aspect about it. But, yeah, coaching is great. And I'll put this, uh, what is it, this comment here from Alonzo here because he wants to brag about the CMC trade. I think that's why they gave up a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick from McCaffrey because when a guy like Debo Samuel goes out, you throw in Christian McCaffrey into this system. That's, that's a difference maker. This system, the, the possibilities are endless. Like Remember, they started out with Jeff Wilson and McCaffrey in the backfield. And right, right right there from the bat, it's a lot of mismatch, uh guessing what are you gonna do defensively. And then once the mind games are going and you're guessing wrong, that's when McCaffrey gets going, gets rolling. And we were giving this defense a lot of credit, uh, Victor, you know, Bobby Wagner, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, all these guys, because they were at least uh shutting teams out in terms of the points. They weren't getting the sacks, they weren't getting the takeaways, but today they couldn't stop the touchdowns, or they couldn't stop McCaffrey. Uh, and then they really needed that takeaway. They needed that interception. They needed that fumble. So uh, this is why you make the trade, uh, and we saw that the 49ers probably didn't show too much in McCaffrey a week ago. They were saving it for this game against the Rams.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, and 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 I thought one of the, the, the things that stood out from that McVay press conference was the first thing he brought up was, He's like, I don't wanna talk about the past and the rivalry. I wanna you know, they just beat us. And he wanted to make sure it was a reference. Now the other thing I wanted to ask you about and I know it's it's trending uh it's trending on Twitter is the Cooper Cup injury. Um, what is his? What's the update with him? And I, and I and a lot of people are upset because he was in there late in, in the game when the game was pretty much out of end. Why was he in there? What, did anybody ask him about that? And then what's the update on his injury?
1: Yeah, the the first part of why was he in there, McVeigh pretty much answered that question on his own. He said he felt he felt bad. He regretted, you know, having a play for for Cup instead of just running the football. I think it was a third or last play of the game, like. You're down 17 points. Like, like at some point you gotta realize your offense is not gonna make up 17 points in a minute and 15 seconds. Victor, I think that's when the injury occurred, or I forget when. Uh, there was definitely a minute to go.
0: Yeah, it was like 150 to go. Yeah,
1: but in terms of of Cup being uh being okay, he spoke to us after the game. He said that early signs are that he dodged the bullet, so it doesn't sound like it's gonna be a long-term injury. Uh, but could definitely affect his practice status for for the week. And I know. For fantasy football people, uh, that was probably a sense of relief. But for the for the real Rams fans, uh, they, they need Cooper Cup out there because he is the entire offense. And, yeah, like like, like the weird thing, Victor Stafford was, was actually dealing in the first half. He was making some great throws. Uh, that touchdown pass to Cooper Cup uh, was pretty much one of the best highlights of the year because, one, he had time to read the field. He allowed the receivers to run their routes, and he had protection. Uh, and then he threw a great pass, and then he threw a great pass to Allen Robinson on the right sideline. And he had a laser to Cooper Cup across the field for I think 23 yards. So for some reason, that second quarter, Matthew Stafford looked like that bye week was really paying off. But uh, yeah, it didn't work out that way. And but it could have been worse with Cooper Cup. The Cooper Cup injury could have been uh, you know long term. He could have missed a couple games. But it doesn't sound like it's going to be that way. And especially when a player talks to the reporters after, that's usually a very positive sign for a player to be healthy.
0: Yeah, and that's good to hear. I know a lot of fantasy owners were the ones that were upset with McVay and why is he in there. But in terms, this is what uh, you know what we care about is for Ram fans. So that, there you go. You have an update now from from uh, Gilbert Manzano, who was down there in the locker room, which is also why we were on late <laughs> than we were supposed to be on. Um, another thing that I wanted to kind of go over was that first half and how they dominated the. Uh, the time of possession, I thought that was huge. Uh, they still won the time of possession, and in the end, but it wasn't enough. Like you have to take advantage of some of those drives, and it just felt like in the second half, it it all went away. But you got to give credit to the 40, 49ers for that one. Um, outside of that, um, how do you? Wh- what else do you see as a problem going forward for this team?
1: Yeah. Uh, first of all, that was Cam Inman who just said hi. He's a 49ers yeah. reporter, so he he's on the the winning end, and he walked out and uh, he's doing okay. But shout out to Cam and, and Victor. Give, give me the last part of the question. Sorry about that.
0: No. How, how, what what else do you what What's another thing that you see as a problem outside of the offense? What uh, How did the uh, special teams and the defense look to you? The,
1: the defense, you know. I think they just need to have. Well, it's not just because these are big problems. They got to have more pressure. You definitely got to apply it. And then a Florida finally did that. But where, where was Justin Hollins? Where was Terrell Lewis? Where are the impact plays from Ernest Jones, Bobby Wagner? Uh, and all, all you saw today was a, was a frustrated Jalen Ramsey. Uh, what he got into it with Daron Kendrick, the rookie cornerback on the yeah. sideline. He got into a shoving match with Robbie Robbie Gold, I think for the second time in this rivalry. I don't know why he keeps shoving Robbie Gold, uh, Jalen Ramsey. And it's just like, I think it's, I keep going back to the mental part. If he would have got the interception, if he would have gotten the, the fumble on the first fumble that he created, it's, it's a different story, Victor. Uh, this defense can't generate takeaways. It can't apply consistent pressure. Like they'll keep you out of the end zone, not today, uh, but that was the only good thing going. Uh, special teams, uh, have we seen anything from the return game? Brandon Powell, kick return from return. I, I, I Where's Tutu Atwell? Uh, is he can't do, it, can't do it on the field. He can't do it on special teams, on offense, all that. Uh, Van Jefferson didn't even get a target in this game. Uh, he's supposed to pr- bring the juice. All I heard all week was Van Jefferson is going to provide the juice. Uh, the offensive line looked better. Like They only allowed two sacks and five quarterback hits with Brian Allen back under center, so that's a positive sign, but Victor, uh, da- Daniel Calderon here said, so what do he say? O-line is bad, no RP in soft zone. Is well, the, yeah.
0: the, reason I, the reason I put up was the whole soft zone in yeah. Crab because, yeah, that was part of what you were just getting into. That's why yeah. I brought it up. Yeah, yeah,
1: let me get into that. Uh, Rams fans are really frustrated with, with the zone coverage here. And I think they, from according to Pro f- Football Focus, right, uh, they run the most most zone in the NFL and. I think it's because, you know, they try to be versatile. They don't want they don't want to be predictable uh, when you're playing man, especially with this, uh, you know, this 49ers versatile offensive scheme. They don't want to play a lot of man. Uh, so I don't know. That's maybe a question for Raheem Morris. And I think we've gotten to the point where you're three and four. It's a fair question to ask because it's always it's, – it's a touchy subject when you ask coaches, like, why you're doing the same thing in your system because you can't just install a new system, you know, in three or four days. So – uh, they usually take offense to that, but maybe it's fair not to ask what's going on with the defense here. Uh, and to end on that point, from Daniel is uh, it's just strange that the running game is really bad. Uh, and then one of their better running backs, Cam Akers, is at home trying to get traded. Like they could use Cam Akers right now, so it makes me wonder if they kind of you know make up before the or after the deadline if they can't find a suitor because they're not find anybody. I Feel like who's gonna who's gonna trade when they're gonna force the Rams hands to release them, cut them then you get them as a free agent so uh if you're the rams and you're still trying to make it work for this year why not try to make it work with cam Akers? uh or again alvin Kamara is out there i don't know if they swing for the fences there but it's gonna be tough uh but there's a whole lot of issues and i just feel like they 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 might be at this weird point because McVay's never been three and four before victor where they just say hey uh this might be a year where we just kind of see where things go sit out and and, and see what happens but They just won the Super Bowl. They don't want to give away their their draft picks. So it's a very tricky situation right now, Victor.
0: Yeah. And before I get your final thoughts here, because I know you got to go and finish up some of your stories. um, One of the things that kind of stood out to me is that McVay never, uh, he always holds on to leads when he leads at the half. Now his last two losses, one came at the end of the season against the 49ers. And then again, it happened tonight. And so he's we know what the problem is we we understand that he's had bad uh uh bad matchups against Shanahan so we won't continue to be a dead horse there so i just want to get your final thoughts on ten, on tonight's loss and then look ahead as 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 the rams take on the the uh, struggling tampa bay buccaneers who's also looking for a win but they're in a, be, in a in a in a not a great division so they're not in as bad of a situation as the rams are
1: yeah, you know, for, for my final takeaway, I know I'm really harping on, like, this team is not a player away from turning around. I'm going to, you know, I guess finish this post-game show to say they are predictable in various ways. Like, that first half that they had, Victor was not predictable. It was surprising. Like, wow, this offensive line is protecting. Stafford looks great. He's spreading the ball around to Allen Robinson uh and Tyler Higbee and, and – uh, even when hippie went down, what in the first half, they were they were still very, you know, you know, explosive, spreading the ball around. And then the second half became who who we thought they were. This is a team that can't protect, can't run the football, can't apply pressure. And we were kind of thinking we're gonna, you know, get some heat for picking the 49ers in, in our previous show. But I think Rams fans understand, like, yes, it's been seven games now. This is the same old, you know, I was gonna say, you know, crap. But I guess I could say, it right? Crap's okay to say. Uh, it's the same old deal. Uh uh, with this Rams, and they're very predictable. We know what you're going to get. So going into next week with the Buccaneers, I know the Buccaneers have their own problems, but you know, for the most part, they have a good pass rush. I got to do my my, my research on the stats because they're losing for a reason, so I got to figure that out. But to go to Tampa Bay and to play a pissed-off Tom Brady, you're in danger of falling three and five, and what do you do then? So uh, final takeaway, Victor, because I got to get going because you also got to give out our, our beers of the day. Uh, same old Rams. That Panthers game did not prove anything. They're the same team from the 49ers the first time around and the Cowboys against Michael Parsons. So they got to figure that out.
0: Yeah, and and for me, it's is whether or not you think this is a playoff team. And I'm not saying to you; I'm saying as as a Rams organization. Because if you are, if you are, then you need to go and trade for somebody on Tuesday. If you don't think you are, then you might as well just not pack it in for the rest of the season, but not give up any of your draft picks at this point. So. You you you're gonna you should try and see how you feel about your team right now as an, a Rams organization, and then decide whether you're gonna if you're gonna uh, try to trade for someone. Uh, go ahead, Gilbert.
1: Yeah, i just want to give real quick uh wild man samurai because he's the one that won the shirt the aaron donald blitz t-shirt so i know everybody's pissed off rams fans are not happy but at least a wild man here can enjoy the aaron donald t-shirt so uh yes the offensive line needs to be retooled but at this point what do you do victor like you mentioned are they a playoff contender if they are a playoff contender uh you go and trade for some linemen but they don't grow on trees victor i know you've been searching out there who's who, who's gonna give up a, a quality tackle or a quality guard Those are they're like quarterbacks. They're hard to get. And once you get them, you hold on to them for, what, 10, 12 years.
0: Yeah. And the problem is, too, is that a lot of teams are in it like the the, outside of Buffalo and the Eagles. Like everybody's in the playoff contention. And so nobody's going to want to trade you unless you're even even Carolina, who we thought was out of it. They they're starting to win now without McCaffrey, so that's the other. So let's go ahead and get to our our twelve uh, pack of beer, a uh, player of the game. I'll go off of you, man. Whoever you pick, I'll try to find somebody to pick. I know it's kind of hard in a loss like tonight.
1: Yeah, well, remember, Victor, when it's a loss, we're not handing out the good stuff. We're not giving away yeah, exactly. Modelo's Pacifico. We're not, not twenty four cans over here
0: probably some natural lights
1: yeah <laughs> yeah for, for this game we could go with rolling rocks here uh whatever cheap college beer you could find uh I don't know maybe we give them Celsius how about Trulies and all and uh actually those are pretty good I don't know
0: that was gonna
1: <laughs> <say>. <laughs> but uh we'll give them butt lights and rolling rocks here and I feel like Brian Allen the center is a rolling rocks kind of guy I think he'll enjoy it like, he's like a Pabst Blue Ribbon kind of guy so he could, he'll enjoy that but you know, for the most part, I'll say the offensive line was better. Like You saw Nick Bosa get in the backfield in the second half, but it wasn't the Nick Bosa performance of Monday Night Football, right? Like It was just like you couldn't do anything uh, against, his, against his defensive line. So I think Brian Allen made a difference. It's just when you have Brian Allen and Rob Havenstein and three backups, that usually does not help you for four quarters, but at least Brian Allen got the communication right. There was good command, but it sounds like they're not doing well in the run blocking. They're doing okay with pass protection today, so I'll give Brian Allen, a twelve pack of uh, Rolling Rocks on his on his part for today.
0: For me, I'm just because I I I said his name as one of the guys that I wanted to see do something. Uh, as part of my keys to the game, and that's Greg Gaines. He had a sack tonight, thanks to Aaron Donald, who opened it up for him. So I'll give it to him just because he he, he stepped up and got a sack today, one of the three. I would have gone with Leonard Floyd, but that would have been too easy. So, but with that, uh, go ahead. I Where were you
1: say, I say, isn't that frustrating that Leonard Floyd and Greg Gaines finally break out of their uh, their sack drought, and they still couldn't you know do better defensively with a takeaway or something, a pick six or a scoop and score?
0: And the thing is, is that Jalen Ramsey had a chance at two picks uh, in the first half, and they just went off his hands. So, I mean, there you go. But uh, I know you got to go uh, plug your stuff before you go. Let us know what you're working on. Uh, what what kind? What stories can uh, people uh, around expect yeah. on oh. the OC Register?
1: Main thing, I, I was very excited to come on the, the post game show and see already a bunch of comments lined up. Uh, I know people are frustrated, but at least they're engaged. And that was a big goal here, at House of Horns. And sorry if I'm whispering because people are working around SoFi Stadium. Uh, some people are probably annoyed with me here if I'm shouting a little too loud, but I appreciate the engagement. Hopefully, uh, you know, they enjoyed this post game show. Uh, we have a preview show every single week, and we're going to do this every single time, uh, win or lose. So thank you. Big Stepper Nolan. I appreciate all the comments today. And I appreciate your patience because i usually try to jump on after i'm done writing my stories so what, you know on that transition check out my stories at the orange county Register. i already have two stories up right now uh one on this debacle of a game If you want to find out what happened or what people are saying in the locker room uh check that out and the other story is that's why i was held up a little bit okay uh the cooper cup injury you know we spoke to him in the locker room had to post that story right away because people need to know what's going on with cooper cup and he's okay it sounds like he's gonna be fine we'll monitor that throughout the week Uh, But definitely check out my stories or follow me on Twitter. I I post all my stories there at GMonsano24. There
0: you go, guys. So, with that, uh, let's put a bow on this show and uh, get us out of here, Gilbert.
1: I need a colon, Victor. I'm I'm sure you do too. So, let's get out of here. Ya nos vamos, pues vámonos.